Welcome to the Bible 365 podcast, delivering God's word to you every day, walking with fellow Christians through the entire Bible in one year. Each book of the Bible is read by a different member of Holy Trinity Lutheran Church in Edmond, Oklahoma, bringing new voices to a timeless story. Let's hear God's word for today. 2 Chronicles chapter 7. When Solomon finished praying, fire descended from heaven and consumed the burnt offering and the sacrifices, and the glory of the Lord filled the temple. The priests were not able to enter the Lord's temple because the glory of the Lord filled the temple of the Lord. All the Israelites were watching when the fire descended and the glory of the Lord came on the temple. They bowed down on the pavement with their faces to the ground. They worshiped and praised the Lord, for he is good, for his faithful love endures forever. The king and all the people were offering sacrifices in the Lord's presence. King Solomon offered the sacrifice of 22,000 cattle and 120,000 sheep and goats. In this manner, the king and all the people dedicated God's temple. The priests and the Levites were standing at their stations. The Levites had the musical instruments of the Lord, which King David had made to give thanks to the Lord, for his faithful love endures forever when he offered praise with them. Across from the Levites, the priests were blowing trumpets, and all the people were standing. Since the bronze altar that Solomon had made could not accommodate the burnt offering, the grain offering, and the fat of the fellowship offerings, Solomon first consecrated the middle of the courtyard that was in front of the Lord's temple, and then offered the burnt offerings and the fat of the fellowship offerings there. So Solomon and all Israel with him, a very great assembly, from the entrance to Hamath to the brook of Egypt, observed the festival at that time for seven days. On the eighth day, they held a solemn assembly, for the dedication of the altar lasted seven days, and the festival seven days. On the twenty-third day of the seventh month, he sent the people home rejoicing and with happy hearts for the goodness the Lord had done for David, for Solomon, and for his people Israel. So Solomon finished the Lord's temple and the royal palace. Everything that had entered Solomon's heart to do for the Lord's temple and for his own palace succeeded. Then the Lord appeared to Solomon at night and said to him, I have heard your prayer and have chosen this place for myself as a temple of sacrifice. If I shut the sky so there is no rain, or if I command the grasshopper to consume the land, or if I send pestilence on my people, and my people, who bear my name, humble themselves, pray and seek my face, and turn from their evil ways, then I will hear from heaven, forgive their sin, and heal their land. My eyes will now be open and my ears attentive to prayer from this place. And I have now chosen and consecrated this temple so that my name may be there forever. My eyes and my heart will be there at all times. As for you, if you walk before me as your father David walked, doing everything I've commanded you, and if you keep my statutes and ordinances, I will establish your royal throne as I promised your father David you will never fail to have a man ruling in Israel. 
However, if you turn away and abandon my statutes and my commands that I have set before you, and if you go and serve other gods and bow and worship to them, then I will uproot Israel from the soil that I gave them. And this temple that I have sanctified for my name, I will banish from my presence. I will make it an object of scorn and ridicule among all the peoples. As for this temple, which was exalted, everyone who passes by will be appalled and will say, Why did the Lord do this to the land and this temple? Then they will say, Because they abandoned the Lord God of their ancestors, who brought them out of the land of Egypt. They clung to other gods and bowed and worshipped to them and served them. Because of this, he brought all this ruin on them. Second Chronicles chapter 8 At the end of twenty years, during which Solomon had built the Lord's temple and his own palace, Solomon had rebuilt the cities Hiram gave him and settled Israelites there, Solomon went to Hamath Zobah and seized it. He built Todmor in the wilderness, along with all the storage cities that he built in Hamath. He built Upper Beth-Haron and Lower Beth-Haron, fortified cities with walls, gates, and bars, Baalath, and the storage cities that belonged to Solomon, all the chariot cities, the cavalry cities, and everything Solomon desired to build in Jerusalem, Lebanon, or anywhere else in the land of his dominion. As for all the peoples who remained of the Hethites, Amorites, Perizzites, Hivites, and Jebusites who were not from Israel, their descendants who remained in the land after them, those the Israelites had not completely destroyed, Solomon imposed forced labor on them. It is this way today. But Solomon did not consign the Israelites to be slaves for his work. They were soldiers, commanders of his captains, and commanders of his chariots and his cavalry. These were King Solomon's deputies, 250 who supervised their people. Solomon brought the daughter of Pharaoh from the city of David to the house he had built for her, for he said, My wife must not live in the house of King David of Israel, because the places the ark of the Lord has come into are holy. At that time, Solomon offered burnt offerings to the Lord on the Lord's altar he had made in front of the portico. He followed the daily requirements for offerings according to the commandment of Moses for Sabbaths, new moons, and the three annual appointed festivals, the Festival of Unleavened Bread, the Festival of Weeks, and the Festival of Shelters. According to the ordinances of his father David, he appointed the divisions of the priests over their service, of the Levites over their responsibilities to offer praise and to minister before the priests following the daily requirement and of the gatekeepers by their divisions with respect to each temple gate, for this had been the command of David, the man of God. They did not turn aside from the king's command regarding the priests and the Levites concerning any matter or concerning the treasuries. All of Solomon's work was carried out from the day the foundation was laid for the Lord's temple until it was finished. So the Lord's temple was completed. At that time, Solomon went to Etzion Geber, and to Eloth on the seashore in the land of Edom. So Hiram sent ships to him by his servants, along with crews of experienced seamen. They went with Solomon's servants to Ophir, took from there 17 tons of gold, and delivered it to King Solomon. Second Chronicles chapter 9 The queen of Sheba heard of Solomon's fame, 
So she came to test Solomon with difficult questions at Jerusalem with a very large entourage with camels bearing spices, gold in abundance, and precious stones. She came to Solomon and spoke with him about everything that was on her mind. So Solomon answered all her questions. Nothing was too difficult for Solomon to explain to her. When the Queen of Sheba observed Solomon's wisdom, the palace he had built, the food at his table, his servants' residence, his attendants' service and their attire, his cupbearers and their attire, and the burnt offerings he offered at the Lord's temple, it took her breath away. She said to the king, The report I heard in my own country about your words and about your wisdom is true. But I didn't believe the reports until I came and saw with my own eyes. Indeed, I was not even told half of your great wisdom. You far exceed the report I heard. How happy are your men? How happy are these servants of yours who always stand in your presence hearing your wisdom? Blessed be the Lord your God. He delighted in you and put you on his throne as king for the Lord your God. Because your God loved Israel enough to establish them forever, he set you over them as king to carry out justice and righteousness. Then she gave the king four and a half tons of gold, a great quantity of spices and precious stones. There never were such spices as those the queen of Sheba gave to King Solomon. In addition, Hiram's servants and Solomon's servants, who brought gold from Ophir, also brought algum wood and precious stones. The king made the algum wood into walkways for the Lord's temple and for the king's palace, and into lyres and harps for the singers. Never before had anything like them been seen in the land of Judah. King Solomon gave the queen of Sheba her every desire, whatever she asked, far more than she had brought the king. Then she, along with her servants, returned to her own country. The weight of gold that came to Solomon annually was 25 tons, Besides what was brought by the merchants and traders, all the Arabian kings and governors of the land also brought gold and silver to Solomon. King Solomon made 200 large shields of hammered gold. 15 pounds of hammered gold went into each shield. He made 300 small shields of hammered gold. Seven and a half pounds of gold went into each shield. The king put them in the house of the forest of Lebanon. The king also made a large ivory throne and overlaid it with pure gold. The throne had six steps. There was a footstool covered in gold for the throne, armrest on either side of the seat, and two lions standing beside the armrests. Twelve lions were standing there on the six steps, one at each end. Nothing like it had ever been made in any other kingdom. All of King Solomon's drinking cups were gold and all the utensils of the house of the forest of Lebanon were pure gold. There was no silver since it was considered as nothing in Solomon's time, for the king's ships kept going to Tarshish with Hiram's servants, and once every three years the ships of Tarshish would arrive bearing gold, silver, ivory, apes, and peacocks. King Solomon surpassed all the kings of the world in riches and wisdom. All the kings of the world wanted an audience with Solomon, to hear the wisdom God had put in his heart. Each of them would bring his own gifts, items of silver and gold, clothing, weapons, spices, and horses and mules as an annual tribute. Solomon had 4,000 stalls for horses and chariots and 12,000 horsemen. 
He stationed them in the chariot cities and with the king in Jerusalem. He ruled over all the kings from the Euphrates River to the land of the Philistines and as far as the border of Egypt. The king made silver as common in Jerusalem as stones, and he made cedar as abundant as sycamore in the Judean foothills. They were bringing horses for Solomon from Egypt and from all the countries. The remaining events of Solomon's reign, from beginning to end, are written in the events of the prophet Nathan, the prophet Ahiah the Shilonite, and the visions of the seer Iddo concerning Jeroboam son of Nebat. Solomon reigned in Jerusalem over all Israel for forty years. Solomon rested with his ancestors and was buried in the city of his father David. His son Rehoboam became king in his place. Ephesians chapter 6 Children, obey your parents in the Lord, because this is right. Honor your father and mother, which is the first commandment with a promise, so that it may go well with you and that you may have a long life in the land. Fathers, don't stir up anger in your children, but bring them up in the training and instruction of the Lord. Slaves, obey your human masters with fear and trembling, in the sincerity of your heart, as you would Christ. Don't work only while being watched as people-pleasers, but as slaves of Christ, do God's will from your heart. Serve with a good attitude as to the Lord and not to people, knowing that whatever good each one does, slave or free, he will receive this back from the Lord. And masters, treat your slaves the same way, without threatening them, because you know that both their master and yours is in heaven, and there is no favoritism with him. Finally, be strengthened by the Lord by his vast strength. Put on the full armor of God, so that you can stand against the schemes of the devil. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the cosmic powers of this darkness, against evil, spiritual forces in the heavens. For this reason, take up the full armor of God, so that you may be able to resist in the evil day, and having prepared everything, to take your stand. Stand, therefore, with truth like a belt around your waist, righteousness like armor on your chest, and your feet sandaled with readiness for the gospel of peace. In every situation, take up the shield of faith with which you can extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one. Take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God. Pray at all times in the Spirit with every prayer and request, and stay alert with all perseverance and intercession for all the saints. Pray also for me that the message may be given to me when I open my mouth to make known with boldness the mystery of the gospel. For this, I am an ambassador in chains. Pray that I might be bold enough to speak about it as I should. Tychicus, our dearly loved brother and faithful servant in the Lord, will tell you all the news about me so that you may be informed. I am sending him to you for this very reason, to let you know how we are and to encourage your hearts. Peace to the brothers and sisters and love with faith from God the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Grace be with all who have undying love for our Lord Jesus Christ. This has been the Bible 365 Podcast, a production of Holy Trinity Lutheran Church and School in Edmond, Oklahoma, in collaboration with Cinematic Waves, TV and film post-production studios. The Christian Standard Bible is copyright 2017 by Holman Bible Publishers, used by permission. Having heard the word for today, may the same Holy Spirit who inspired Scripture now inspire faith in you to live each day as a disciple of Jesus Christ. Love God 
love one another and love your neighbor.